Chirp, 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 chirp. It's the sound of those wonderful little birds outside of your window telling you to wake up, pop on a pod, because, hey, I'm Harrison. And I'm Meg. And uh, you're listening to Good to See You. And this week we are talking to our friend Andre Hines. He is a performer. He is an Aries. And we also have just such a... (laughs) We take a lot of little rabbit holes in this conversation, and I think you're going to have fun. So, here we go. Boom. Woke up this morning, didn't know what to do, so I looked around, then I saw you. Yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, it's good to see you. We're going to talk about some stuff and some other stuff, too. Yeah, it's good to see you. Hey. Good evening. I love that you came on screen dancing. That was nice. Thank you. <laughs> I'm also loving the fit. I'm loving those overalls very much. Oh, thank you. It's they have like, original. Do they have like texture? What's going on? Yeah, they're kind of like a felt little herringbone <gasps> going on. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love that. Asus, $36. Hey. Hopefully, hopefully you guys get promotion now. <laughs> <laughs> Are you are you in Virginia or are you back in the in the DMV? Or I guess Virginia. I still. am. Yeah, I'm still I'm still in Roanoke right now. I'll be here until October 18th. How long have you been down there now? I got here. My first day was August 31st, and we started. Oh. No, I got here August 30th, and we started rehearsals on the 31st. Oh, so you've been there for like a month, basically. Yeah. How is this your first time like being down there? Have you like visited there before at all or anything? I've never been to Roanoke. This is so far west that mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've I've been to, you know, the Carolinas. I've dr- driven through it, but I've never stopped and stayed. So, uh, it's giving me a lot of downtown Annapolis vibes. Ooh, okay. Um, it's very much downtown Annapolis. Uh, Interesting. Like, uh, the only thing it's missing is the bay, to be honest. Like, there, you've got your your version of Pussers, you've got your version of Armadillos, you've got, you know, you got your Acme. <laughs> is it like brick-paved roads? That's what I'm imagining. There's half of the area where the theater is right now, and I live literally about one block away from it. So... By the time you get to the theater, there are cobblestone like roads and brick roads. Um, and then the crosswalks are made out of brick. And then in between the crosswalks, there is actual pavement. So that's oh my cool. gosh. Oh, cool. Yeah. 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 I pictured, I don't know why I pictured Roanoke being like, maybe it's just because of what I know about it, like historically, picturing it being like small town like deep like kind of like a like like not midwest but not south you know what i mean and it definitely gives that vibes like once you step out of downtown you do get you do get those like wide valley vibes there's definitely of there's definitely a witchy vibe around here for sure okay yes uh the energy is high and you're like what the what the actual fuck is going on (laughs) um like every every little like personal little store has like a witchy kind of vibe to it like there's tarot cards everywhere there's a lot of uh 
uh, uh, astrological things going on in, in the area. And I live, uh, the street that the theater is on, there's a, there's a co-op and then across from the co-op, there is little stations where people come in and do like a little flea market kind of a deal. So mm -hmm. people are always selling crystals and like handwoven necklaces, dream catchers, like candles, like okay. uh, homemade candles and all that stuff. So it's really like, there's a vibe for do sure. You, do you indulge in that vibe at all? I have never like practiced anything and I don't think of myself as like witchy, but like I'm into witchy things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. You know, if the, what? No, I, no, no, no. Keep going. If the, uh, oh yeah. Like, I mean, if my, I mean, once the vaccine decides to give us our X-Men powers, which I hope is real, you know, like I would, <laughs> my, I, I wouldn't mind to be able to move some things or like, uh, you know, uh -huh. uh, uh, teleportation, who knows? I don't know. Flying would be really awesome too. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Yes. Are you like a Harry Potter fan? I have seen all the Harry Potters. I've read all the books. I still don't know that much details because like I'm the type of person that I'm like, I'll receive it. I enjoyed it. It's gone kind of a person. Uh -huh. Okay. Um, so like, I don't know too much details. I do know I'm a Ravenclaw. Me too. Me too. Hey. Oh my gosh. Wow. We're that's here, powerful. Kids. That that's is powerful. powerful. <laughs> that, that's powerful. That, that right there. Powerful. Right there. Right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I do know, I do know that. And uh, I, I've got a Pottermore like right like oh, sure. most people so like mm -hmm. my uh -huh. patronus my patronus is a garden snake so i don't know how i feel about that okay but but it seems pretty gentle and nice so like cool okay mm -hmm. so you got that's your patronus so like what would you say like spirit animal then and like how does that line up or match up with where pottermore put your patronus well i consider myself a baby giraffe Ooh. so like that's that's what I feel like my spirit animal is, is truly like, okay. I, you know, I've got, I've got all the gangles and everything. So like, <laughs> I do feel very like a baby giraffe just trying to catch up to its mom is like who I envisioned my, if I could transform into something. So I feel like that would be my spirit animal. Like if we could do like a little animal situation, like right. a book of Andre going into a baby giraffe would be like lit. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I love well, it. Well, if you're listening, somebody make that. <laughs> Please, okay? I'll send all the stats. I'm a 6'4 man. <laughs> It'll be easy to transition. <laughs> I, I think we should give some context as to, like, why you're in Roanoke, right? Like, so oh. you're, doing, you're doing a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, doing Legally Blonde out here. Um, first show after, you know, the pandemic, Lovato. And, uh, yes, of course. And so... We're grateful. I'm lucky enough. I'm playing Emmett Forrest. Oh, that's yes. all. That's so. That's awesome, dude. So uh, it's very, very exciting. I also found out uh, recently, right before we started going into tech, um, that this is the first time at a equity level or a professional level that Emmett Forrest is a black man. So, wow. and that's crazy on multiple wow. levels. Like, legitimately, yeah. is crazy on multiple levels. It's crazy and awesome that it's you. It's crazy that it's yeah. like the first time that it's happening, and the show's been around for 
fucking forever and has been produced on so many like different professional levels i'm certain mm -hmm. yeah now that's not to give any take because there have been black emmets but in a you know non-equity uh, non-equity because non uh shout out to kaylin morgan because uh he has played it in emmet before and that is my boo um and so like when I told him about this, he like immediately was so supportive and happy about it. And like, yeah. I'm still trying to figure, like wrap my brain around it too. Cause like you said, how has it taken this long to have- <laughs> so fucking crazy. <laughs> like, you know, and so it just goes back into like what people are talking about, what traditional casting is all about. Right. right. And, and how people are like slowly but surely trying to fight that mm -hmm. grain of knowledge or um whatever or just they expand right exactly yeah. expand their pool of people that they're considering in any way shape and form yeah because at the end yeah. of the day all we're doing is we are glorified children on stage playing pretend right. <laughs> yeah right you know and it's the best kind of job that anybody could ask for so like why put limitations on something that could be so much fun right if you yeah. just opened it up just a little bit and are you having fun so we just opened uh friday well, i was gonna say congrats i saw on, on, oh my online gosh, that yay. you guys just opened oh. yeah, yeah yeah congratulations yeah, that's awesome thanks. congrats thanks y'all uh we just opened so it's really great uh it's so it's so much fun to play this part and it's like the cast is awesome and we're doing it with a cast of 12 Oh, cool. Which is insane. Oh, my um, gosh. Wait. You know, wow. Yeah, that what's the is most really costume insane. changes? Do you know? Like, who has the most and how many there are? So far, I think it's three of the men in our show. They all have 11 costumes. Oh. Yeah. And That's so, like, everything is being, everyone's doubling up on some mm -hmm. parts. So, like, Brooke and Paulette, the same person. Whoa. Callah Callahan and Kyle the same person. Whoa. Oh my right? gosh. Um, you know, uh, Vivian and Kate, the, you know, the, the 175 check and what you want. Those are the yes. same people. Uh, oh even I'm, gosh. even I'm playing like a frat boy in what you want. And cause okay. like, cool. Yeah. So like, it's really, really fun to like bounce around and the yeah. you know we're, we're doing it because of covid and trying to be safe and sure you know sure, yeah, something yeah. that something that you know should have a cast of like 22 we've got that in half <laughs> right. right 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 so it's it's been very very exciting because i think the best way my director put it is like when the delta news come in and they're like, you know, this is a tragedy and every tragedy needs a Greek chorus. She was like, you got to mm. think about it at this point in time. It's like the entire cast is a Greek chorus around Elle. So mm, like she's just sure. seeing a bunch of different people that have influenced her and other people. And like, how do those how do those relationships like interact in mm. the same sense of yeah, being, cool. you know, yeah, even so in like people's minds, like framing it as a memory, it makes it so conceptual. Cause like, right, they're like coming mm. around her to tell this story, essentially. Uh, it can be interpreted, let me say, I don't want to put any, yeah. I'm on roof, you know, but it could be interpreted as some kind of memory or like re-recollection. It's, 
it definitely feels like a good Shakespeare in the park kind of a moment, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. of, of like this chorus just coming together to mm. support this one woman and show how strong she is from the beginning to the end. Right. Cool. So like, it's been, it's been a, a fucking blast. Yeah. <laughs> have you, um, have you done any like traveling for shows before where you've like um, gone on contract and cause that to me, I've always seen like when the out of town actors come in, you're like, oh, that is like the mm -hmm. height of fucking luxury. You that's show the up, you do yeah. the, yeah, that's the talent, baby. You do the show, like, uh, and so I've always like had this romanticized view of like, oh, I live in the company housing and all I got to worry about is like doing my show and like doing my little show. Are you, um, have you gotten to do it before? <laughs> how are you doing my little like show? This. You know how it doing is. <laughs> You know how no, it like, is. It's totally <laughs> true because, like, look, it's so funny because, like, you know, we've been working in, we worked in the DMV so hard. So, like, yeah. once you take a step out of it, it's like, what? What's going on? Sometimes you think to yourself, wait, why isn't, you know, why isn't Signature doing this? Or mm. some, some, like, because there's so many ways that, uh, like, a machine is being worked and, like, how the parts come into play to like make the machine as constant and growing as possible sure so yeah. like so coming into this it's very it's so great because like most of the people that are within this cast they're all either from they're all from everywhere to be honest like we've got cool. some wisconsin people we've got some california people we've got new york people i'm the only one from dc are there any know, roanoke locals in it now there are two people that are from Virginia, but they cool. now live. One lives in Atlanta, the other one lives in um, New York. So like this, they this is their stopping ground. So it is nice for them to be back. They said, mm. but um, so like everyone's kind of like out of their complete element coming into yeah. this. I think there are a few people who have worked here before, maybe. I think three people have worked here before. One person, two people were supposed to work here before the pan panoramic. And then um, everybody else is like a first timer pretty much. Okay. So it's a good, it's a good mix of people that are like um, completely, everyone's equal when it comes to being out of their element in this space, which is kind of sure. nice. Yeah. Um, and everyone, like everyone's so like they were so hungry to be back in the room so like it was right. just really nice to like you know sitting down and chatting with someone for hours on end trying to like regain social awareness and social mm -hmm. structure i guess mm -hmm. or i guess not even uh be aware of it but redefine what social structure is because no one knows how to interact with anyone anymore <laughs> yeah we're all like we're all like feral like, you know like, you can't like, drink on planes anymore because people have gone so feral that's like a true that's like, like true they banned drinking on airplanes like after the pandemic because people were getting so fucking trashed on airplanes and causing a ruckus that they were like it's just easier to not it's mm. masked out yeah like mm -hmm. i before this contract i went to uh san diego and vegas for a week which was like a yes. nice little love uh, vegas we must talk about that in a minute i'll put a pin look please um <laughs> and so it was funny because like once we found out that we couldn't drink on the plane the way that people are like running to bars to i don't know i guess essentially self-medicate because you know <laughs> people are people are afraid of flying people you know just want to calm down people you know want to take the shoulders from here to here i mean i say take the edible but that's just me but uh 
Um, yes, yes, yes. Pro THC. Um, yes, but... absolutely. This pod <laughs> absolutely is. <laughs> okay. Um, so the fact that, you know, I, the amount early in the morning too, we're talking like 6 a.m. bar pounding. People are pounding drinks at the bar because of not being able to drink on the plane. Fucking <laughs> 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 um, okay, mess. But, like, but this whole process, like coming into this and just being able, and I'll talk, I'll, I'll speak on this real quick. Yes. So we love, I love playing this part so much, but I had so many reservations going into it because I didn't think I was capable. I didn't think I had the, the talent to uh, conquer something of this feat and mm. i think it's because like you know i love i love my city so much i love working in my city so much but like my city just sees me as a dancer and so sure. like i and i love the work that i get to do i it's consistent i'm grateful for it but i almost got so scared and nervous to like really pick this up and say yes i'll do it because I almost felt as though my city, since my city doesn't think that I can do this, why would anyone else around outside mm. of that bubble think that I can do this sure. kind of a fact. So like, it's been very gratifying to know, like I, we, ha we all had a chat about it. Like how does everyone view you back home kind of a thing. And then once mm. they found out that, you know, I'm, I'm only, I'm only kicking my face in shows kids. That's all I'm doing. They're like, what, like mm. how, that doesn't make any sense to us. Like, yes, we see the legs, we see, we see you got whatever you got going on, but like, why aren't you doing anything else? What what's right. happening for you? And I'm like, you know, it's just the way things have been built where yeah. I have been. Sure. And, and and we're not we're not mad at the infrastructure. We're we we can say that we can, you know, loosen a, a few floorboards in the in the structure. To uh -huh. and, reassemble and yeah. reassess how, and how your, people are viewed, you know? And to your point earlier, right, exactly. Just reimagine a little bit. Just, like, expand how you're willing, to, the boxes that you're, like, trying to put people into. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Make that right. box a little bit bigger and with a few more toys in there for them to play with. Would you? Absolutely. Like, to quote Rachel Dolan at the Helen Hayes. I love Rachel Dolan. Just also have to say out that. Out. Shout out to Rachel. I think shout the first time she's Dolan. come up on this show. I fucking love Rachel. She has been wonderful to me and to many she's others I know, so... I love Rachel. She's fucking amazing. She's fucking She's amazing. Fucking amazing. But to listen to her at like when she won her Helen Hayes and she said, you know, I'm just glad that this little theater, Keegan, decided to take a chance on me. Take a chance on somebody. But mm -hmm. that's all you have to do is just take a chance and you don't know what kind of what kind of gifts are behind that door, you know? Right. Yeah. As soon right. as you decide to take the chance to walk through it. And you know. I'm, I, I'm not saying no. I'm saying no. I'm totally saying give a chance on anybody because right. there's so, like, there's so much beautiful talent in our city too, and like, both of them are two of them. I'm on the fucking phone with, which which is amazing, <laughs> and I'm just like, that's insane to me because like everyone right. deserves their due, right? Mm -hmm. And and so I'm like. 
I want everyone to succeed. I want, I, I'm shouting guns blazing to everybody. I'm like, everybody I'll eating is the priority, right? Like I want everybody to eat, period. Everyone, okay, um, we're, to, we're eating like kings, okay? Eating, yeah, exactly. Kings well, you, brought, you bring up a really interesting thing like that uh, I think what you're kind of alluding to is something that I've been kind of frustrated with or noticed. I don't want to say frustrated, but I don't want to put anything on it. I've, I've observed. Yeah, yeah. I'm always up against the same, you know, four people for the same, you know. There's obviously, like, you know, I, I would like it every, you know, if the pool of imagination was expanding, you know, you'd very rarely be, be up against the exact same people. If it was truly like, oh, we're looking for the one in out of one interpretation of this character, mm. you know. Mm -hmm. If we are truly looking for the one of one, then it should never be me and and you, I. I mean, I'm sure that you can conjure up yeah. any of the four people that would be standing in a line with me. I can conjure the people that would be standing in a line with you, Andre. And absolutely. Like, and like in my perfect world, like we would all be standing in different variations together in different things because different elements of our personalities would be interesting to bringing the one of one to the character, right? Like, Absolutely. I should, you know, nobody should, I don't know. In, in my perfect utopia of theater, like types don't exist, you know? And I know that's like a very, a very challenging topic to really dive into because like, it brings up the whole like, oh, we're like showing representation and blah, blah, of humanity, which in, in my opinion, like, is an argument for there being like the most vast array of appearances of backgrounds of, of everything in one place because that's what humanity is but all that to say, i'm i'm with you 100 percent that like i and something that i'll say about you which i wanted to say as well is that for me something that has been really exciting about um being in your orbit when we do when we have done shows and stuff like that is that I really, you know, I obviously I know you're a, a, a phenomenal dancer and, but also like you are so good at picking up a ball and running with it. Like you have executed some of the hardest tracks in some of the hardest shows. Like that swing track you did in Superstar, to this day, that was one of the hardest shows staging wise to even like learn one track of, let alone you know, the multitude of them to execute to the degree you did. And I have always viewed you as someone who like, when you get put in the position, you're someone who is always able to rise and deliver. And so um, I'm excited that this opportunity has arisen and you get to rise and I'm absolutely certain yeah. deliver, you know? So that's exciting, very exciting for me to hear that like you're having a good time and like loving doing this because, and it bums me out that you would doubt yourself because I fucking think that you're <laughs> awesome, man. And you've done so many like superhero feats in front of me that I'm like to even think this man would like think that uh, I must I must say nay, sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, thank you. I have nothing but the most gratitude right now. And sure, sure. I like it's nothing but a weird, amazing feat too. like what the speaking of Jesus Christ Superstar. Mm -hmm. Kristen, the associate choreographer, she's directing, she directed Legally Blonde. Wow. <laughs> so like, there you go. So this is a woman who saw me in a show as a swing and said, what can we do more with? Mm -hmm. And I said, and I like immediately, her, first of all, her staging and her interpretation of the show is amazing. And her one-on-one -on -one work with each and every individual person within the show. Like I've never seen 
a director more hands-on with their cast as I have seen with her. And, you know, every, and I was just sitting down, like, just, and I'm always trying to watch because I'm nosy, <laughs> but, <laughs> but also, like, to watch her, like, have those one-on-ones with people be like, okay, so how's everything going for you? Like, mm-hmm. how's the choreography, the movement? What do you think about this, this transition in this scene? Like, is that working for you? Is there something that we can play with? that you think, or do you have another idea, another concept, because I could be wrong, you know, kind of a uh, person. And I'm like, that's a, that's It's so important, a, right? To feel like not, a, anybody could have the best idea. It's not, mm-hmm. we're not just looking to one person for the best right idea and wins. best idea, it's best idea wins. And it could mm-hmm. come from the person that is walking the track itself, or it could come from the observer. It, it's any, it's, either or, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, she, she's she's just fantastic and like i have nothing but i will follow her to the depths of hell <laughs> and that you know? my friends is a good director if if you have an actor that walks away going i'm ready to follow them into the depths of hell that's a fucking amazing <laughs> director look and i've worked with also plenty of amazing people too that are like you know peter flynn is another person i would be like where do you want me to go like mm. I'll I'll fly wherever Marco Santana like please I where do, where should I go <laughs> like where where should, show me tell where, me where I'm going tell me where am I supposed to buy my ticket now or like or what um so it's been it's been boss and I, thank you because that superstar track was fucking insane oh yeah man and like it, there were days where it was like getting like you know we had people at the end, like going down so hard that like there were tracks getting made, like, you know, and posted up backstage that, that yeah. you all were following. So, uh, you know, hats off to you and, and hats off to stage management too. In that situation, amazing. Carrie Epstein, amazing, yeah. amazing for all and the, the other two and swings. Team. And yeah, and the swing team too on that show. I mean, that, yeah, an, an elite, an elite squad, an elite feat. Yeah. Fucking what is it? Uh, Christian Montgomery, Christian, uh, Janae, Janae. Um, oh, yeah, solid, amazing, but, amazing. But how are question. you guys doing? Oh yeah. Oh, I haven't. I'm sorry. I have another question. We unfortunately will Please. not let you ask about us, <laughs> no matter how Damn hard it. you try. <laughs> okay. Well, All right, fine, fine. Okay, I've been thinking about this because, and you mentioned like rising to the occasion and like. I've been thinking a lot lately about like self-talk and the way I'm talking to myself, like just internally. And um, do you feel like in an instance where you have to rise to the occasion like that, do you feel like you're able to do that because of your self-talk or do you feel like uh, you're able to do that because of like affirmation that you're getting from like the people around you like the people that you're collaborating with like I'm on the right track or are you just able to kind of like pull that from within like have some sort of trust that you have the skills it's definitely for me right now it's a bit of 50 50 so like I definitely have those moments where I wake up in the morning and I'm like oh Andre you are a bad bitch like there's nothing Mm -hmm. that you can't do there's nothing that you wouldn't want to do so just go for it what is what do you want to do today and like how can you achieve a kind of a day Mm -hmm. and I'm like so like I'm trying to like use more of that I'm trying to make this 50 50 a 60 40 kind of a situation right now and 
I, but I love those moments. And I understand because the other half of it, I, you know, I do believe in astrology. I'm an Aries. I'm a, a definite, like, I do enjoy moments in the spotlight for sure. But sure. also like I, an Aries does need an affirmation every now and then. And, okay. uh, and to, to get that is also gratifying and just like, you know, nice icing on the cake, if it mm -hmm. could be. But yeah. I'm trying to weed those moments out because those affirmations, the more and more working in this business, I feel like those affirmations dwindle away mm -hmm. fast. And, you know, because there are always people who- You're only hot for so a second. Like, you know, yeah. I mean, in truth, you're like you're only shiny and new one time or, or two times, you know, like- yeah. You're not and gonna be the hottest, newest, to... shiniest thing all the time. And how do you and how do you yeah. like try to keep that that shine in your diamond so people can still yes. see you kind of a feel? Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so like, you know, I'm for me, I feel like being 34, like I'm at a good age right now where I'm like, okay, I could probably it could go either way, you know? Because mm -hmm. <laughs> like dancing and all the choreography that people are doing out here, I'm like, oh, my legs are tired sometimes. Mm, and mm -hmm. uh, so like, how can I continue to be, like if I just wanna continue working in the chorus, like how do I need to maintain this in order to, you know, keep that fan kick or, you know, hit that triple when yeah. needed or whatever. And then there's that other aspect of me where I'm like, okay, I'm getting to an age in my life where I'm like, I could be stepping up to the plate to play a leading man role or a romantic lead or a wisecrack, funny friend or whatever. Right. And I'm like, so how do I take those necessary steps to reimagine, like you said, to clean that, that shiny new piece of uh, mm. toy that's, you know, like you can keep a toy because of its nostalgia, but it's gonna wear and tear over time. Mm -hmm. But like, if you, you know, clean it every now and then or re-stitch, you know, a leg mm -hmm. or an arm, it ends up being surpassed of time and nostalgia. Mm -hmm. It becomes something that's eternal almost. Mm -hmm. And so like, how do you keep that going in the game that we're trying to do, which is, you know, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me right. in that sense. And I, you know, the game is fun. The game is great and such. And also I'm like, oh, the game is tiring because, you know, you put so much effort and then eventually, like, like you said, those affirmations go away over time. And, you know, how, how do you get those back if you really need them? And how do you supplement? I, how do you supplement that's the like best when those way to say it. when those aren't there like what or how are you like yeah what is your self-talk when people aren't like talking in your ear about mm -hmm. how you know now yeah. usually when it gets to that moment in time it like music becomes my best friend music has okay. always been my best friend and so like you know the power of music and the power of words are so important where it can really be a positive affirmation in your life where it becomes like you know you're having a down down day you know maybe some like stupid ass boy decided to like fuck you over in some kind of way maybe I'll put on a Lizzo like a Lizzo uh truth hurts you know right. you can indulge just... your feeling immediately or challenge yeah. it too. The music colors time
Like, you yes. know, it's offering like it's offering like a coloring, a shading to the time that you're experiencing. And mm. like mm. so much of it can uh, you, you, I, like Lizzo is a great example of this. Like she she really has been the kind of modern icon for self-love, self-positivity, um, the this kind of indulgence in how much you are epic and rock and I have the capability to do all things and that shit is good. You know, absolutely. Look, I mean, I put the same thing we can throw in uh fucking Beyonce. She'll she'll do that for you a little bit. Mm -hmm. Fucking uh fucking what is it? Kanye, if I need to I was gonna to, say look. I may know one guy who's pretty good at doing that, making <laughs> you feel like a billion dollars. Oh, absolutely. Okay. You're like, oh, I just turned solid gold. What the hell? That's fine. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll just put on the life of Pablo and we will just live our best fucking life. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but for, for me, like trying to figure out that balance of, you know, of needing affirmation or self, uh, what is it? self-love and uh you mm -hmm. know fighting for yourself in mm -hmm. in that regard like i have recently especially in this process of doing this project have been slowly working that number from a 50 to a 60 40 and that. knowing that that like i at the end of the day i'm like no like i'm a bad bitch and you know there's nothing that can take things away from it you know mm -hmm. th there's nothing that isn't being supported by it um it's just like truly me myself on my own pillar representing myself in my mm -hmm. highest fashion that i could you know mm -hmm. so yeah. like it's i'm i'm all about that and like i i hope people because i understand it can be so hard to fight for yourself within yourself because like mm. even I oh, mean you know well said. the phrase the phrase uh like we are all our own worst critic mm -hmm. is yep. you know it's it's the best it's the best thing to describe internal uh action you know anxiety depression mm -hmm. like all of these little things are are just another part of yourself that you're flipping and looking into a mirror and realizing right. that it is heightened because you can see it so hard within yourself because it's just it's a fun home all of those things are fun home mirrors around you mm. until you find out that you can actually get out of this fucking maze yeah. and then realize that it's just you looking at the world instead of you know you looking at yourself looking at the world mm -hmm. i guess right. presence is the solution right like leave mm. the fun home and the only escape there's like two options there's fun home or like be here now right like mm -hmm. be exactly where you are like have your feet on the ground or you're just spending you know all day floating around bouncing around inside of your head in this fun home of mirrors that like is either telling you you know you are an ultra light beam or like <laughs> is like flipping upside down and telling you like you're going to fucking hell like and you're the worst person ever and, like you know if you're spending too much time in there like you got to get the fuck out True. And look, you're going to see yourself tall and skinny. You're going to see yourself short and stout. Mm. You're going to see yourself completely stretched wide. You're going to see yourself, I don't know, missing an eye at some point. Yep. <laughs> like, 
You're going to see so, yourself as president and as a peasant. Like, I mean, like, ah. you really are. Like, you, you, if you spend too much time in there, like, every reality becomes becomes a reality because you're just spending your time yeah. only staring at that. You yeah. Know? Right. I, I, right. I'll give a shout out to my mom because my mom, uh, my mom has always told me two things. Number one, uh, you know, you can be a, you can have, you can, this, now I don't take this to as short as time as she says. I have to give a prefix because a friend of mine told me, I don't know how that phrase works. But, but my mom has always said, like, you get five emotional minutes a day and the rest of the day, you, get, you have to be a boss, you know, because like, and I take it as like, look, take whatever emotional time that you need for yourself at any point in time. But at some point in time within that one day, try and act like a boss is what how I interpret mm -hmm. it. Because if you look, I'm all about self-love i'm all about trying it takes however much time that you need to to grieve to to accept and to harbor those feelings as much as you need to but at one point in time in your day try and be a fucking boss like mm. if that is you know telling yourself that you made your bed today that's a fucking boss okay you did that right. like that was one thing that you could do today if you told yourself that oh you know, fuck today, but you know what? I'm gonna go for a run. Oh, that's being a boss for the day because you did something that was for yourself, mm -hmm. that was necessary that you wanted to do. So like, those are all, all the other things. And now I think I'm a little bit, huh, that I forgot the second thing. Sure, A-okay, <laughs> A-okay. But, A -okay. but so, that actually, I, I like that because it's like, number one, your your metric of success on any given day is up to you but it is and that is the like where you're giving yourself grace on a day-to-day -day basis you're practicing mm -hmm. that but also you're practicing like accountability to yourself which is yes. really hard something i'm really not good at is i'll like tell myself i'm gonna do xyz and i set that and, and when i don't meet the bar i like i see and then that you, as like immediately drop yes welcome yes, to exactly. the fun home it's like welcome <laughs> right. inside right right and so to just say like yeah, to be able to give yourself grace, to be able to have like the one thing that it's like, I'm rising to the occasion here. And, and I don't know, I guess that just that mentality is, I don't know, it's good to like hold to, to hold yourself accountable. And like, to I don't know, I feel like it makes you trust yourself. Like you keep, yeah. you have to learn how to trust yourself and your, I, I don't know, your instincts too. Yeah. And, and know that the first person and the last person that you should think about when you wake up in the morning is you, you know, mm -hmm. like the first thing you should think about is, okay, you're waking up and you're already accessing your body. Like, okay, who am I? What am I today? Like, how is today going to go? Am I already kind of sinking into the bed, waking up or am I kind of lifting up out of the bed getting, trying yeah. to get my day started kind of yeah. feel. And then the same kind of assessment going to bed at night, like, okay, great. You know, I know there's moments where people people start thinking and it's a run on sentence for themselves where they start thinking about their day. Oh, mm -hmm. I should have done this better. I should have done this better. I should have done this better. Or I could have been better uh, focusing on this part or I uh, should have talked more to this person for like yes. 30 seconds here kind of a feel. But then realize yeah. that, okay, by the time you close your eyes and wake up by the grace of God, hopefully like you get to start another day. So like, mm -hmm. why not try and be better than the day before Mm -hmm. today mm -hmm. you know 
because, oh, I didn't get to do those things. All okay? right, should I try and achieve those things today? Or do I take another self-assessment and see what I need to do? Right. And make sure that, you know, Andre or, you know, Megan or Harrison is okay mm-hmm. to, to fulfill those X, Y, and Zs. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're a generally like optimistic or like opportunistic person? I I want to believe that I am. <laughs> I perceive you to be that way. I I'm always in the sense of I love I love social occasion. I love uh, social gatherings. I'm always I don't know. I I always feel the need to like try and be as happy as I can or try and be as like level-headed as I can throughout the day Mm -hmm. accepting it so much um or being open to any idea that comes across me to be honest Mm -hmm. so with that with that like intention I feel like my optimistic for the day is always heightened and like very very excited like oh my god like anything can happen today kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, even if nothing happens, I'm like, there are those days where I'm like, ooh, nothing happened today. Ooh, I get this sick <laughs> <laughs> kind of a moment. Yeah. Um, so like, I, I do believe in optimism. Uh, I do believe in uh, wishing. I, I love a wish, you know? Mm. Like, oh, I wish this could happen kind of a thing. Uh, no, not a wish. Manifestation. I'm a hopeful. I'm a hopeful man. Okay. I I want to take wish out. Yeah, I'm a hopeful man for sure. Um, That's so interesting. I feel like I don't hear people often describe themselves like that. mm -hmm. You know, I don't know. Because the wishing, the wishing can also, a wish can can go either way. Because if it happens, oh my god, that's great. If it doesn't happen, disappointment, right? Um, so wishing, and then when those disappointments happen, those moments of being stuck in the past can start to shape themselves very, very smoothly around, I feel like, because, you know, Mm. oh, I mean, I wish this would have happened, you know, when it happened at this moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like, but like being hopeful for the future, being hopeful for something, I feel like gives you a little bit more room for anything to happen that it's almost I don't know it's almost like setting a low bar that if you do step over that bar it happened and that's great oh like Mm. I'm glad that that moment happened for all of us Um, (laughs) and then if it does go underneath you're like okay well you know tomorrow we get to do this we get to try this again kind Mm -hmm. of a situation like screw the mail system right now the everything why am i paying first of all why am i paying for two-day shipping and it shows up five to six days later doesn't make any sense um but you know like hoping that it does make it there in the two days and if it doesn't because like once you wish for something you already set yourself for an expectation you already set yourself up for Mm. hopeful expectations can become very tricky they, they can become very, very tricky. They're good. It's good to have, perhaps expectations and standards should be like 
taken away. Like, cause I think that th those two words in some senses can become inextricable, like where you're like, oh, they're re or they're used interchangeably rather. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that like expectations uh, on outcomes of things kind of almost always a, a bad idea because like yeah. it, how something will make you feel like, oh, I'm expecting this to make me feel this way. Oh, I'm expecting like this is going to happen. Um, and then you're just setting yourself up to like be in true turmoil as opposed to just like focusing on like this is what I am going to do to try to like make this thing happen or like, you know, focusing it's, on the thing itself as opposed to the outcome or the expectation of it, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's truly, it sounds like blowing a balloon up. Cause like, if you, I'm like, Oh, I want big balloons. Mm. And then you just add that extra breath and that bitch pops sometimes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. You're, but like, you're hoping well, that it, it doesn't, but you're hoping that you're, it doesn't. I'm hoping that it doesn't. There and is something. That... Oh no, go ahead. No. Oh, I was just going to say this, the distinction between hopeful or like hoping for something and wishing for something is like really, it's really resonating for some reason right now. I just think it's so interesting. Like the, you describe wishfulness as being, or like wishing for something as like a fleeting thing. Like maybe it's kind of even unintentional. Like you just, it, or it's kind of shallow. It's like a the shallow. Word has that connotation too. And, so yeah. and like hope, but there's something about the way you're describing like being hopeful that it's like active participation. Like I need to yeah. actively like show up and like be intentional about this thought and mm -hmm. like be kind of, I, I don't know, like in service to this uh, hope and whatever, I, or like I, be just have that spirit about me in order mm -hmm. to for that thing to come about you know what i mean or Absolutely. even if it doesn't my time will not have been wasted because it will have been like because it will still have i will have been doing something like positive or like putting forth good energy does that make sense absolutely it's intentional and honestly I, and I, honestly yeah. i blame i blame disney for the wish Disney created mm. the wishful moment. <laughs> wish, is, wish is passive, hopeful is active. Like, yeah. yeah. Cause like you have, you have a Cinderella who, you know, uh, no, who wish, who wishes upon the star? Is it Cinderella? No, that's just Jiminy Cricket and Pinocchio, I guess. I think he, yes. when he wants to be a boy, when he wants to be kind of a young yeah. lad. Instead of and so, lad. and you know, he wished on that star. I mean, it's- He I'm, did, I'm, he did wish on that star. He did wish on that star, and then a lot of <laughs> shit happened to Pinocchio, okay? However, you got yes. a girl like, you know, Tiana and Princess and the Frog, who's hopeful that, you know, with hard work and determination and raising money, she will get her fucking restaurant that she needs mm -hmm. to get, okay? Mm -hmm. But then, what happened? She wished upon the star, and then next thing you know, she turned into a frog. Then she had to learn a lesson. I don't know. Maybe I'm reaching there. Maybe there's a conspiracy. No, I dig it. This. I actually really <laughs> dig no, this. I actually like it too, because it's also like the wish happens to you and whatever you're hoping for, like you, it, I don't know, like, is this weird? Like happens with you? Like it happens yeah. alongside you because you are like participating in that. Whereas the wish is like thrust upon you. Look, Aladdin is a perfect example. He gets yes. three of them bitches. Yes. And it's not until he realizes that he needs to set his wish he needs to set his With wish intention. free. Uh -huh. And I then he realizes- think, Reflect. And realizes that he can be bountiful without it. Mm-hmm. Okay, we could, look, okay, maybe in a few here. months, 
I think a few months where I think we need to come up with the conspiracy theory episode I, for this. I think <laughs> yeah, get so. It, get, get it cooking. Get it cooking. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Ooh. Well, and hopefulness, like, uh, uh, now that we're kind of putting the two side by side, like, a wish is like, oh, I'm sitting in my room doing nothing and I wish I could be a movie star, right? Hopefulness is making a fucking movie with your friends and hoping the right people see it. You know, like, yes. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, they're, they're absolutely yeah. one. Yeah. one it, it's two different, you know, two different. Uh, but ways. they are always, yeah. And they're usually like people don't separate them as much as we've been talking about it tonight. They always try to coincide together. Well, the show is that sponsored they... by THC, for God's sake. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> so you're like wish hopes. <laughs> oh my God! I man. love this. If there's a love seat over here, am I allowed to sit on it? Because I'm not in love. Um, no, but I do. Right. This is, like, really interesting because we're actually, like, what I also think we're getting into is, like, sublim the subliminal connotation of these words, which I also think is really interesting. Too. Well, and oh, it absolutely. has to... And it has to do with what you're talking about also is that the outcome, like the way that you deal with the aftermath of that thing happening or not, if you are hopeful for it to happen and you've been participating, then like when it comes, you're like, well, I did what I could. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? You at least like, I don't know. I, but you will get something because you'll out be here. closer to it exactly. than you exactly. would have you'll you have sitting put, there like, right. yeah. some time, I energy, mean, thought, effort, whatever. But then if it's a wish, then you're just like, then you have, you can... I don't know, romanticize, you make the expectation and then you feel the letdown so much harder because you, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I was just about to say, I don't know if any of you have ever felt this, but the way I can dream up like any kind of situation in my head yes. and cre create, have you ever, it's almost, it's maybe not as close, but like to the point where you ever had a fake argument with yourself, with someone else, yeah, and then, you yes. know, you and yes. then you see you yes. see that person, and you're like, "Fuck you!" You don't know what this at, and they're like, "I don't know what's going on." And you're like, "You don't know." We I just had, had a, some. I had yeah, a two-hour argument something. with you. Yeah. <laughs> we've been through something earlier today, actually. And it, yeah, or you're it, just like suddenly almost... so defeated because you see this person and you didn't like say all that stuff. You're walking like, "Man, oh shit!" <laughs> like you know. And so, like, but to have that that. Uh, imagery in your head of creating whatever like you know because sometimes you think to yourself like I wish this bitch would come up to me and say whatever they want to say uh -huh. and, then, and then the opportunity is presented and you're like no I'm gonna keep it no I don't need it I don't need it <laughs> so I hope I you're having it. a nice day that's what that's like how <laughs> mine ends up turning out I'll be like yeah uh, then the next time it's fucking on site, and then I'm like, "Hey, good to see you. I hope you're doing well." <laughs> Did you have a good morning? Yeah. yeah. And I walk away like, "Oh, you're such a fucking dork. You suck. Yeah, you have no fucking, you have no you have fucking no morals. Yeah, you got no, you got no what spa. Fucking what, punk ass bitch. So <laughs> but like to to wish on something, I it. I mean, I believe I believe every every Disney movie, every every haunting movie of some sort, mm. you know, wishing comes with a consequence. It always does. I feel like. Yeah. And I yeah. I was gonna also just say really quickly, like to wish, like every kid wishes that they would be on Broadway. 
every mm-hmm. like professional actor to a, or a, a a large percentage of professional actors are hopeful that they will one day be on Broadway or be able to like sustain themselves off that. You know, like those are the. I really am like starting to understand this distinction and like, yeah, I think there are like consequences to to wishes because they have so much more like you hear a million stories of people who get exactly what they want and they fucking hate it. Hate it you every know? time. Or, or they're mis or they themselves are miserable. They realize like, oh, oh shit, like yeah. I was I mean, I personally have had like goals where I've like set and made these big expectations in my head of like, oh it's gonna be exactly like this and then this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen. And then it didn't and I was like fucked up from that. Like yeah. it, it, because you go like, oh shit, like I this this the thing was not gonna make me happy all the other shit along the way and like the like getting here and like the journey and like the days of being like maybe this is gonna happen and then it does that's the thing but it's not gonna immediately make you happy or your life's not gonna like get um Facts. your dreams coming true is not gonna make your life perfect like life right. is challenging and yeah mm-hmm. um two things number one I have recently just come to the conclusion, no, I think I came to this about two years ago, that like Broadway and the dream of Broadway and all that stuff, cool. It's out there, it's it's whatever that it is. And you know, I'm I'm hopeful that I could hop on that stage one day. However, I'm looking for consistency and comfortability. So like if I am if I am working consistently and if i'm working on art that i find meaningful i mean let's be real there are times where we do something for the check and there's times that something pops up where it is meaningful and actual not actual art because all things are art but it uh it's it's more personal when you find a project that you like really really like want to ground yourself into and create Mm -hmm. Um, so like if any of those things happen on my journey to whatever success, whatever the, whatever that word is, then I'm happy mm-hmm. and I continue to strive for that kind of level of success is the happiness within the job sense. Cause you know, like you said, people can be doing things, get to wherever they want to, and then immediately regret or feel as though like they uh, have run its course and think mm-hmm. that disillusioned, it's just, you know, absolutely. Yeah, or you can um, like be like it can be like the Wizard of Oz, and you get to Oz and you see behind the curtain and you go, oh, it's just a fucking guy back here. <laughs> oh, oh, all of that, all of that, and it's just one fucking guy. And then it turns, the you know, it really bears. is Wizard of Oz, where it turns out that like. You know, it was all in like the people that were around you and the journey that you went on and the lessons you've learned. And then you go on the next one, you know? Yeah, it's fucking great. Uh, damn it, I've got to stop smoking. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> no. We're talking about the fucking Wizard of Oz. We're talking about When You Wish Upon a Star, Jiminy Goddamn Cricket. Fucking <laughs> 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 fantastic. Um, I forgot the second thing I wanted to say, which is. Twice now. That's also the show. Two thoughts. Two thoughts are floating in the air right now. <laughs> consequences. Yes, we were talking about consequences before I cut you off. I'm sorry. Um, wishes having con this uh, this idea of like there being consequence to like not fulfill. It, I 
We can also just keep moving because I, I do I have mean, a pin over here that I can pop out. Oh, look, please. That I want to talk about that. Adult Disney, which oh, okay. is um, which is Vegas. It's like Disney World for adults. It, Facts. It, it, it is like even the like layout of it where it's like, oh, OK, instead of like cartoon characters, it's like, oh, it's um, Tokyo. Oh, it's, um, you know, New Orleans, you know, oh, it's like absolutely. Like if if Disney if Disney took Epcot and put it in the desert and decided to make you know said you can smoke weed 100, everywhere, a hundred story buildings, it would be it would be Disney. It truly would. It's probably like and, one of the last cities on earth where you'll see people just like walking around inside of a mall smoking cigs. Like it's fucking insane. The cigarette. The fact that you can you, the the all day every day drinking. Oh my god! Is, that like uh, the last time I was there, like a few months ago, um, my friends were like, "Okay, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to Fat Tuesdays and uh-huh. get a drink." I went there, and I was like, "Okay, Fat Tuesdays, I'm totally down for that." And but it wasn't the restaurant. They were talking about the, the stands, yeah. The stands, the mm-hmm. slushies. Yeah, you and get booze like, slushies, and and they fill up all day. You pay like thirty bucks, and you can fucking refill these fuckers <laughs> all day. All anywhere day. in the city? Yeah, there's like anywhere, tons of them. They're just like mapped out everywhere within the built within the hotels outside. Just like here's a kiosk, boom. <laughs> it's so, wild. Uh, that you, I've never heard that. That's crazy. It's insane. That's so, like, amusement park behavior. So you have Vegas, and then there's New Orleans. Those are 24-hour drinking spots. <laughs> yeah, dude. Okay. When I was last in New Orleans, I was going to my flight at 4.30 in the morning to leave, and there were people just fucking like puking, drinking from the bottle in the street and shit, living. Oh, I The first time I went to New Orleans, it was a Mardi Gras. I came the last... <laughs> So I I advise anyone to go to Mardi Gras because I think it's a fucking fantastic time. Yeah, it's time. sweet as hell. I wouldn't go there for the full week of Mardi Gras because I know I would die. But, like, I advise, like, going in a few days before and enjoying the city and doing, like, two, the first two to three days of Mardi Gras or coming oh, okay. in at the, at the last, like, the last three days of Mardi Gras and spending, like, two days in the city when it's yeah. quiet. Get off Bourbon Street. That's like number one rule. Get off Bourbon Street. There's so many other fucking amazing places in New Orleans. Get off Bourbon Street. Go the see time it. I went, there was a there was a, a shooting at the end of Bourbon Street, mm. and then it was blocked off because everyone was like so like wall to wall because people were mm. Bourbon Street has an, uh, a dead end, and so like if you come down. Like the people at the end of Bourbon Street were running down, and then eventually everyone was packed in like Maybe. sardines. People were getting trampled. It was insane. Oh. But um, what is it? All day drinking. I didn't know that New Orleans has an open container law. Yep. Which shout out, like great, thank you. Um, <laughs> and me and my me and my best friend, uh, shout out to Laura Berenger. She. We like went to the hotel bar and we were like, okay, we'll take a drink and a shot, please. And then the rest of our friends came down and we were like, okay, we got to leave. And I was like, all right, we got to chug this before we go. And the lady behind the bar said, would you like a to-go cup? And I said, excuse me. And she was <laughs> like, 
She was like, yeah, you know, you can take your drinks out with you on the street. I said, I'm sorry, we can do what? Y'all do that here? And she was like, yeah. So, you know, I poured my Angry Orchard in this in one cup. I took my shot of bullet and then I walked outside and immediately, as soon as you make a left from the hotel, there is a drive-through um, daiquiri there's a place. Drive-through daiquiri place. Yeah, I rem- I was about to say, I specifically remember being younger and because my mom's from there. So I sp- I've spent a lot of time down there. And like, uh, I remember being younger and we were going to like, the fucking American Idol season three concert. Iconic. Diana DeGarmo, one of my first loves <laughs> in my life. Um, Fantasia Burrito, that's her season Fantasia, two, right? Fantasia, a goddess. Yes, deserved to mm-hmm. win, deserved to win, but Diana really had my heart. Um, oh, but my we were going that's to see that, and season. I specifically remember we went through one, and I'm sorry, Mom, but I remember my mom and my aunt like got fucking white Russians at a drive-thru, and like, you know, we're just cruising <laughs> around fucking New Orleans <laughs> to this arena, Drinking fucking daiquiris. Yeah. I, as soon as I finished my Angry Orchard, I immediately walked to that drive through daiquiri and walked through it. We didn't have a car. I walked through and I said, excuse me, can I get one of your, can I get a margarita, please? And they said yes. And to take it back to Vegas, Vegas, if you need to stay up, they had a Red Bull Slushy, what with vodka already yep. mixed into it? <gasps> they have like all the you... classic drinks frozen, basically. If I remember correctly, like whiskey, coke. yeah, I was drinking like whiskey, cokes frozen, like whiskey, cokes. Uh, they had uh, margarita, they had blue hurricane, uh, they had, Mount, they had a mountain dew. Basically, was, you like go up with your cup and there, you're there, you're like, what do you right? Or, or are they yeah. like, yeah, because like they've got like four different sizes, and then if you buy one side, if you uh, bring something back uh it's like maybe half or maybe like two-thirds of uh, the price that you have to pay yeah it becomes then, like five bucks maybe or something like that it's yeah. crazy oh and then if gosh. you want if you want to add a shot to it a certain shot is like between <gasps> one one to three dollars so is, like it's insane it's a city <laughs> of, in which like every that... petty human indulgence you could want to fulfill you will not have to walk more than 300 feet. Like, nope. you could, like, arguably, I bet there are places in Vegas, I'm, I'm going to bet there are places in Vegas where you could buy weed, cigarettes, and a cheeseburger. Like, almost no doubt. Like, in the same, at the same kiosk. Like I'm pretty sure it's across the street from the Flamingo. <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like that energy. And it's, like, really bizarre to see, like, you're walking through the streets and people are, like, chiefing weed, drinking. They're, everybody's so fucked up. There's people who are, like, fully, like, crying because they lost their house or whatever at the game. I mean, the energy is just, like, nothing else in the world. And everybody yeah. is in epitome, you know, because it's, like, oh, I, like, I shelled out all this bread to be in, in fucking Vegas, baby. And so – and I also feel like <laughs> it's similar – New Orleans is similar to this um, where – I love D.C., um, but I do feel like in D.C., a lot of the business people and the politics people look at uh, people like fucking – like they're freaks. Like I think like if you like wear mm. certain things or you like walk around a certain way – People, people look at you like a fucking weirdo. They won't like talk to you. 
in, yeah, yeah, yeah. in places. You, I mean, I'm mm-hmm. sure you know this. Like, you know, bars, like, people are such fucking assholes. Bars in fucking New Orleans and Las Vegas, like, you'd be best friends with every single person every in that place person. in 10 seconds. Because everybody's, like, so nice. They're trying to, like, meet new people. Yeah. He's right. It's- like, I could walk around in, like, a pair of short, short, shorts, okay? I'm six foot four, okay? I've got thighs and whatever. And, like, some, <laughs> somebody, somebody will, I will walk into a bar in D.C. and, like, immediately people go. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, even some of the like, giant like, toddler fits I throw, people are like, I'm not even going to look at you. I'm like, all right. <laughs> you don't have to. This is for me. I wore this for me, bitch. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so I had a moment like that in, uh, in Roanoke recently. Because I like I have bought every onesie off of ASOS, really, really, and so I have one that's all black with white polka dots, right? So I decided to put that bitch on, put mm-hmm. on a white t-shirt underneath of it. I got a denim jean jacket. I've got my black and white Pumas in there, and I've got a little Scully cap. And I got these glasses, and I'm like, fucking, I'm walking out fresh today. When I tell you these Virginia Knights were looking at me like, <laughs> he's so tall. Like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, the idea of somebody not. being intimidated the by size is so funny. The pattern. The pattern. It's like, it's like, oh my God. But one woman was really nice. She was saying, oh my God, I love your polka dots. I said, thank you so yes. much. Did, come, what, come to you legally blonde. Oh, come to you legally plug come in. to you legally blonde. Always be um, closing. Always be closing. What was your favorite part of <laughs> Vegas this last time? This last time we went and saw the RuPaul's Drag Race yes. uh, performance at uh, with uh, it was in the Flamingo. So like we got to do that, which was pretty solid. Uh, and Who was I, in the show? Uh, Coco Montrees. Um, Derek Barry, Alaska? No. Do they I, rotate? Like, is it like a? Is it? Do they rotate out of the like in and out of the show, or is it like I, on any night you could see anybody, or is it like a set cast? I think there's like five, or I think there's like five core people, and they rotate okay. like three out. Because okay, this last okay. time, this last time I saw like Coco was the like yeah. invited host of it. Love. We love her. I backed up dance for her one time. It was good. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Wow. Here in, uh, at DC, shout out to Zigfield Secrets when it was still I, open. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I've heard a thing or two. Oh man. That place is, <laughs> that, that <place> is <laughs> I love that place, but working there, messy. <laughs> oh my gosh, messy. Did you, I didn't realize you worked there. I was not a like you know a dancer at the secrets. I okay. I backed up dance for a lot of drag queens at secrets. Sure. So uh, Friday and Saturday I would back up dance for uh, Tatiana Voche. Um, I did Coco once, and then there's one other, an older short queen. I forget what her name is, but she was black, and I feel like her name was Anita something. <laughs> well, I love that. I love that. But yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. So, Vegas. You see, the, you went to the. You went to. Drag went show. to drag show. show. Yeah. Uh, love. We. Oh, we also went to uh, Encore Beach Club and saw Major Laser. That was oh, fun. Oh hell yeah. Mm. That was fun. 
uh, a friend of mine, he had a friend who worked there and, you know, got us a, a canopy and was like, it was solid. It was a good time. There was a lot of, well, I was, let's just say I was, my eyes were crossed and, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's it was a good time. one's eyes are in Vegas. <laughs> Do you yeah. think people live there like year round? Do people like actually, that's their zip code? that people live there and people have been there for years. Like we're talking about, I mean, from what I understand from like talking to some people around there, it's rough. I mean, I believe everything I've seen in a movie pretty much depicts what Vegas, like behind the velvet curtain, if Mm. you will, behind the wizard of Oz is like, we're talking about like, crazy shit and oh, I can okay. only imagine because I'm like you know you watch all that shit on TV or in movies and you're thinking like what if something like that's going down right now what if someone's trying to pick up an unmarked briefcase mm, <laughs> of, like right. wads of cash and someone's about mm-hmm. to get shot and pushed off of the building I don't know it could happen yeah <laughs> when it's like even for a lot of the people that live there they likely work in the in the industry in the tourism industry and mm-hmm. You know, almost every building in there, they like try to distort your perception of time. So like they don't let natural light into a lot of the buildings, and they also will blast the as all the signs and lights outside mm. as bright as possible, so that like past like it doesn't really get much too 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 dark around. Too dark, no. Yeah, especially so, like, on the news. You... Okay. Like, cause there's moments where you're in there, and then next thing you know, you're like, "Wait, it's 4:30 in the morning." Yep. Oh my god. That's real. Kind of a that is a fucking. It's a scary. It is a scary moment because it. Wow. It's like you're in a. It's like you're in a black box theater. You really are just constantly watching show after show after show after show, and then yeah. that moment when you see like you'll step out and see fluorescent lights first before you even see outside, and then once you step outside, you're like, "Fuck, what has happened?" Oh, like, wow. How, how did I, how did time skip this much? And yeah, felt and like, I, you know, like an hour is really like six. I didn't really know that that, I feel like I've seen that depicted. Like, I'm thinking of The Hangover, you know, I'm thinking of like these classic Vegas movies where they're like, yeah, and they just had a wild night. Time escaped them. Anything was possible. And no, I'm like, oh, right. That's just a trope. But no, uh, that's wild to hear that you actually do experience that. Yeah, and on top of, because, like, the casinos are all on the very first level and then having the hotels right above it. So, like, once you get to a certain point in the in the, uh, in the the casino, like, you really don't, you get lost pretty much because, like, mm. you don't know what exit or entrance that you came in from. Almost all of them then, are, like, connected by pathways, weirdly. Yeah. Wow. Like you can you can literally go from the flamingo to the link to um what's next to the link? Starts with an H. The hide? Hera's? No. No. His Hera's there too. That I saw that. Yeah. Once. And yeah, then yeah. it's crazy. Uh, well, I wanna go. You, I'm I'm it fucking I, rocks. It's a, it's a good time. Like yeah. I I would say like if you go like four days most is like mm. what you really need. And okay. that's if you, and really like 
go ahead and do whatever research of whatever shows that you want to do. So then you can plan your day around that. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, or else you're and, gonna be like getting drunk and like stuffing your face aimlessly, and, like, losing yeah. money aimlessly, because that yeah. is yeah. like it, a day there can very easily become that. Mm. Yeah, you can you can lose a day in Vegas easily just by like being sucked into whatever restaurant or casino that you are in, easy. Yeah. And so, like, if you if you're setting up, you know, your time around that, like. Try and find as many restaurants that you can. Schedule a brunch every day. I think that's important. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. I'm schedule not about brunch that. Every day. I love to schedule brunch every day. That sounds like a dream. <laughs> there's a there's a cute few malls everywhere, so like you can go shopping or whatever. Okay. And then yeah. like really try and make sure that you get a good like 8 p.m. show anywhere, and then go the fuck off after that show. Yes. Like, okay. Go ham if you can get into a nightclub after that go ham okay yeah <laughs> yeah or like even hit like they do like most of the shows do like an 8 and like a ten thirty, so like mm-hmm. hitting a late one but you can also get too fucked up that's what happened one of the shows i went to we got so <laughs> fucked up and we I, I i like remember it ended and i was like what the hell was that even i ended up the first time i went to vegas got too fucked up and ended up seeing Cirque du Soleil sex sextopia whoa oh yeah tripping okay. balls tripping balls <laughs> yeah I bet, um, dude those those Cirque <laughs> shows are trippy as shit and there is one moment where you know this beautiful woman is like spinning on a a linked chain like but she's spinning with her like on her mouth and you know uh, she's just like uh, top open free free the nip and she's just spinning shit. She's just oh, spinning, and I'm just gosh. like, <laughs> that's wild. It's so it's so much fun. I are you, are you like a repeat traveler? Like, have you been? Do you go to places like more than once? Like, do you like if, to figure out? Or if like I've enjoyed, yeah. If I've enjoyed a place a good time, like I will definitely go back. Because my goal is to try and like experience the whole state at some point. Yeah. So like. I've been to California three times and I've been to Vegas twice. Um, Now places that I, I still would like, I've been to Salt Lake city three times. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's that's a really beautiful city. Mm -hmm. It's a city that I've, I've never seen a single piece of trash, like float down the street. Like it's so Mm. clean. (laughs) Oh, nice. Yeah. I love that. Um, it was really weird to see that in life. Yeah. Um, but well, especially I, like in an urban setting, like I, that right. would be very, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. just, you just kind of expect it to be like, you just expect a level of like uncleanliness. Like, Absolutely. yeah. I'm like, it's no New York, but like it's a city in general. So I'm like, mm-hmm. please, I, there's gotta be a Cheeto bag just like floating in the wind <laughs> somewhere. Yeah. The Mormons run a tight ship. They do. It's I don't nice know if there's any. There. I, I, are there street sweepers? I never saw one. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe everyone in Utah is just so damn considerate. <laughs> hey, throw away so your mad. trash. And they Would do. you have you always lived in DC, or like around here? Uh yeah. For most of for most of my life, I'm you know I was born in DC. I was raised in Maryland. Uh, 
um, I've got family in New York and Florida. So uh-huh. like I'm always visiting, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, I pretty much grew up here and yeah, same, I, same I, for both of us. Yeah. Same for both of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, um, I haven't really, like, I want to do more traveling because I'm like, oh, like, why not kind of a right. situation. Of course. It's you cool know? to do. And, and, you know, I blame social media because, you know, they make it seem as it's so accessible, which it is. But, you sure. know, there's so much content of it. You're like, oh, I would like to see, I would like to go out here and see what that mm-hmm. looks like kind of a situation. Um, but, yeah, I... My, I'm supposed to, crossing my fingers, hopefully it's still happening, but supposed to go on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise before. Oh, cool, man. Ooh. Congratulations. Thanks. We're awesome. going to go uh, April of 2023. Ooh, and, um, nice. Supposed to go to uh, Portugal, Italy, and Spain. Oh, wait. This is not just like any fucking cruise. That's, no, no, no. That's like a cruise cruise. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's really exciting. I'm very, very excited because I've never really been, you know, across the sea. <laughs> uh huh. I have never so, been. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to like experience. Well, uh, one of my roommates right now, Theral Parker, she's actually in uh, Spain right now. So, Ooh. like, she's been sending me a bunch of pictures of like food and like, the hiking and the, mm. the cliffs and the water and all that shit. And I'm just like, I'm so excited. Yes. Um, oh, that sounds fun. Is that like a birthday thing? You're, I mean, April is Aries. Absolutely. April 2nd. Um, but I don't really know. I, it's, I think it starts April 15th. So oh, like okay. I can make it up. I mean, oh, you know, please. it's my birthday month. Okay. Yeah, exactly. We party, exactly. We partied the whole month. Okay? <laughs> um, and so like, it goes from April. It's a two-week cruise. Um, oh my gosh! Beautiful. Yeah. Wow, so, that's going to be really nice. I'm excited. You know, shout out to uh, Tobias Young. He found the trip, so like, you know, good find. Good find. Good find. Mm-hmm. Good find. Good find. Good man. <laughs> so, Andre, at the end of at the end of our episodes, we do what's. Uh, we do what's called a lightning round. It's lightning in name only. But uh, I have some qu- some questions for you. Okay. Um, the first one is if... So if you could only wear two colors forever, mm. if a witch mm. was like, hey, you are now cursed, <laughs> and the curse is that you must only wear two colors, what are you wearing? Black and white. Yeah. Classics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I almost went black and red, and then I was like, no, nah, I'll take the white. Mm-hmm. But black has to be in the equation. I, for sure. I, I agree Me with too. you. On, I agree with you there. Yeah, for sure. That's a good answer. Right. Thank you. <laughs> that is a good answer. Okay. Um, if you have one, hmm. Can you name one of like your if you look back in in their time portal of your memories one of like the the most like joyful things you remember of being a kid like one of your most joyful memories seven years old i no yeah seven years old me live 10 years old 10 years old and my 
I had just became like a terrible asshole to my mom. And like, I don't know what I did, but it was to the point where she had planned a birthday party for me. And then she was like, it's over. Like I canceled it. You're an asshole. Like we're just going to spend your birthday here at the house kind of a situation. And me and my cousin, Denise, we, our birthdays are pretty close to each other. And so we ended up going to a birthday party from my cousin. And I was like, well, this fucking sucks or whatever. And it was at a Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> the Chuck E. Cheese in, uh, I want to say it's in Glen Burnie by the Glen Burnie mm. Mall. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And my and then when the guy was making announcements about birthdays he had said my cousin's name and then said like two names afterwards and then he said and andre hines and like i just sat there have you ever seen that little meme where it's like that little black boy he's like i love the color (laughs) (laughs) i was like But also taught me like, am I allowed to do bad things and still get rewarded? Is that a trope? <laughs> do we do we manifest something in me? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, okay. I, I would say that. I think I've asked, I think I asked Meg this this question before. But okay. We're, we're gonna go with a hypothetical here. All right, you're cruising in your car. It's after a show. Mm. It's late. Okay. You've worked hard. You're, you're kind of a hungry guy. You pull off at an exit. There's a there's a there's a smattering. Any 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 place you could find, any place with the drive through is open. Where are you going and what are you getting? And it's late night. Yeah, okay, so it's a drive through. So we're talking drive throughs. Oh. And this is a hard one. This one is hard. This is really hard. <laughs> Um, okay, so it's one of two places. All right. Okay. Okay, either we're stopping at Wendy's. Yes. And we're getting a four for four. Ooh, nice. And we're we're getting a hamburger. Uh, I'm going to add bacon to it. And then we're going to get nuggets. Yeah. Fries. Yeah. And I usually get, there is like a... um, a raspberry pineapple like iced like kind of juice kind of thing that they have Mm -hmm. so i usually get that and then i need to get the sweet and sour sauce because the sweet and sour sauce at wendy's is popping it's fine Um, or i'm going to good old mickey's okay and then i'm getting some some (laughs) some would say some some have said and I'm getting I'm getting two hamburgers. I'm lactose intolerant, so I don't get cheese on it. But I'm getting mm. two hamburgers, and then I'm getting bacon on those hamburgers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm getting a ten-piece nugget, a large fry, a large Sprite. Hell yeah! Because you know a McDonald's Sprite in the middle of the night would be popping off. <laughs> hey, you'll be up till <laughs> seven a.m. You'll be up all night. People like on the bubbles just along. drinking a Sprite like. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I got to get uh, sweet and sour and barbecue sauce. Ooh, mm-hmm. hell yeah. 
Dude, the barbecue yeah. sauce at McDonald's, they do something Slaps. special to it. They do something <laughs> special to it. It slaps. I don't like barbecue sauce like that. I mean, I like barbecue sauce plenty fine. I wouldn't go for it at McDonald's. It's a requirement. Easy. It's easy. It's an easy choice to, yeah. to be like, yeah. <laughs> especially with a fucking a 10 piece nugget. And especially if yes. they like, because sometimes McDonald's, okay, McDonald's, if you're listening, we got to talk about this. Because uh, sometimes, you know, you get, a, you get a soggy nugget and you're like, okay, it, I, it, it's not working two with my sauce more. right now. Just two minutes more. Just go ahead. I understand we're already using very fibrous. Yeah, like I need a good crisp and snap to my nugget. I'd rather but burn I still it. Also... Which easy is which is why Wendy's rarely are the nuggets like not the right texture. There, they are yeah. almost one hundred percent of the time. Like it's a little bit crunchy. It's like. Good it's kind of firm, good breading. Yes, it's mm -hmm. not like, whereas McDonald's, you never know. It's a toss-up. That could be, that nugget could have been, like it could be ice cold, frankly. Yeah, it completely. could be ice cold. And also, just a heads up, like if you, I don't know about you, because sometimes when I go out to, I'm just saying in a normal restaurant daylight, and you order a thing of wings, like you ever notice, like Domino's is a really good example. Like sometimes you get wings at Domino's and they're a little slimy. Yeah. A little mm -hmm. gamey, you know, mm -hmm. and so like been in the freezer what, if too you long. just a little bit. So like, always ask for your wings double fried because they will get ah. that crisp and that snap that you need to in okay. order. Because like wings, most times wings will be cooked in a fryer for like seven to nine minutes. Put it that bitch on twelve. I think we got something. Okay, I think we got something. Okay, yeah. this is good to know. Yeah, this is good to so, know. So, like, Green Turtle has wings like that. You got to ask for them double flashed. Um, what is it? Just <laughs> about to tell everybody's wing story. Wing like, tips. Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings, you need to double flash your wings, okay? <laughs> uh, shit. They do. They got one of the best bone lists in the game, though. Oh, uh, I see. Every every experience I've been to a Buffalo Wild Wings has been a terrible experience, and I feel so bad. Are you adequately up. drunk? That is like the key to having fun at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, I no, I was sober walking into all of these situations, and it, I've only been to a Buffalo Wild Wings three times, and each time the wings are at, they suck. Uh oh. For me, like I've had some wings come out cold like you said and, and they're way overpriced and when it's in the name you like if this is like this these is wings the are item wild this yeah. is the <laughs> <laughs> these wings are not wild what the hell when it's in the title we need to be delivering we really need to be delivering i don't know tracy these wings were pretty tame to me i don't know these wings are wild ah <laughs> and on that note andre um first of all thank you for like joining us on the show man and yeah. uh, uh this is typically where we offer the space to plug if you if you want to plug the show if you want to plug your social media all that jazz well the first thing i want to plug is how the fuck are you two i miss you guys so much oh, good. <laughs> they're good they're good also also, Megan, like, shout out to you because I got to watch uh, Songs for a New World 
Oh. And that shit slapped. That shit slapped. Okay? That Thank shit you. Slapped. I was in there. I, me and my uh, my roommate Rachel Felstein, and then Thomas Nagata. Mm-hmm. Uh, like we all sat down and watched it. I was like, "This is this is insane, dude." I was I literally on it. Zoom with Rachel right before this. We're reading this oh. play. Fuck yeah! Oh, well, I got it. Was good. But yeah, like the the whole concept of the whole thing, the the imagination of it, the uh, first of all, you those four people are insane. So like, yeah, I was like, truly, I was like, just first of all, find all the runs, find all the all the colors. Sarah mm-hmm. Ann singing "Stars in the Moon" is the only version that I would like to hear for the rest of my life. Yep, um, but um, but yeah, like y'all are fucking amazing so thank y'all thank for you. like ha- having me on here oh my uh, gosh of course. thanks for joining like, us man please i'm back in dc from october 18th to october 24th so we should grab a drink Ooh, yeah we should please. i miss you man um maybe we can have a bonfire at my house uh that would be lovely be yes i yes. think that's the move i think that's the move um but s'mores uh, i'll out. bring s'mores I want to have s'mores so bad. Okay. That's s'mores beautiful. queen. Okay. <laughs> okay, so October 19th is a Tuesday. Get ready. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. I will be there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, Legally Blonde at uh, at Mill Mountain Theater. From uh, We opened September 24th, and we closed October 17th. And then your boys are going to Alabama uh, after this. And we're doing a version of Cinderella. And um, I am working with Del Howlett Jr. He choreographed The Wiz at mm-hmm. Ford's. And he was about to do uh, Guys and Dolls at Ford's before we closed. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so shout out to him. And uh, then uh, I come back up to DC and uh, you'll see your boy in, uh, in She Loves Me at the Signature. Hey, so. congratulations, man. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's thanks. awesome. Thanks. Thanks. We're we're excited for we're excited for the ride that you know the next few months are gonna bring. So yeah. Dizzy, oh, that's great. Yeah, Dizzy Drizzy eighty seven on Instagram. If you want to check me out, uh, Night at Newcastle. Shout shout out to them. Uh, Indeed. You know, I I think we're having a little uh, a little uh, reunion tour the week I get back. So uh, check that out. Um, but yeah, it's a good time. I love you both. Y'all I love you. And amazing. I have to say one thing before we go. I could not let this pass. I could not let you come on the show without talking about the video series on your Instagram stories of the women dancing that you pair to a different <laughs> song. Ev- like you did it like every morning for several months and it was religious for me. Like, <laughs> I'm like every day, like what song will it be today? Where will the, when will the beat drop? When will these you know, women like hit these poses in the song? I didn't know I needed. It's, it's one of the best, like, in, like social media bits ever period. I need to, cause I, I need to go on my Instagram and like, look at my archive and try and make a little story of all of them because like Please. they they were pretty lit and then I, I found I just found this random video on TikTok of these women and some people were like 
after a while, I was just like, oh my God, they were just hitting some some beats. Like, yes. I, honestly, any song I could find, I was like, these women are just flowing and yes. like just just flowing and but like- These beautiful hitting. formations constantly. Yes, and, oh my it gosh. Was like the detail, it was the details for me. Like mm-hmm. slowly, just slowly moving the head. <laughs> and I was like, go the fuck off. So like, honestly, I, Thank you for reminding me of that. Maybe, maybe I might have to do something tomorrow, like just oh, for the sake of it. It oh, it would make my people, whole day. I have the to see that again. Demand it. I <laughs> I oh, I just love it so much. Oh, it would just I yes had to say that before <laughs> we logged off because I am obsessed with it. Yes. So oh if, if there's any singular reason to follow the Instagram, it's because you never know when you might get a good Instagram story bit like that. It's true. You know, Andre my provides. Instagram be wilding. Yeah. My, my Instagram be wilding sometimes, you know, it's cool. And uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my God. But thank you guys so much. This is so much fun. This was right. so much. Thank you. It was oh, good it was to see you, man. So good, good to, to see you both. It's good to see you. Okay. Um, okay. A lot of talk about wishing, hoping, praying, you know. And I have to say, I didn't talk about this in the actual episode, but something I've been really hoping for that would happen, maybe a little bit wishing for, is that I would get to go skydiving this past weekend. Oh my and gosh. We've been talking about this literally on this podcast for an entire year yeah because because you were supposed to do it last halloween that's what i thought okay right so i my timelines are so fucked up i was like thinking about this the other day of like i keeping time now for some reason after the last 18 months my perception of time is so fucked like the idea that 2018 is as long ago as it was because we lost the whole year. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, it still feels mm-hmm. very recent. And so, like, um, hold on. Oh. Let's this a little bit more. And so, that's like, actually. What? That's interesting. I, I was actually just talking to Billy about, like, that I have a hard time, like, remembering immediately before the pandemic. Like, I remember the early of 2020, but 2019 is kind of lost to me. Like, I don't really remember a ton of that right now, and I'm hoping to gain some of those core memories. Back. Yeah, I also don't think, I, I haven't had like a normal year since 2018. I mean, me personally, because like 2019, mm-hmm. I left like a week into 2019 to go on tour. I was on mm-hmm. tour for six months. Um, you know, to be candid, during the summer, like, I, my relationship was like falling apart. And mm-hmm. then I spent the lat- the latter quarter of um, 2019, like, in grief and turmoil, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. And so, and then we went right into 2020 where it was, like, I was suddenly super high because I was, like, falling in love and, like, all this other stuff was going on and, like, personal life stuff was, like, shooting through the roof. And then, like, March hit and it was, like, oh, weird, weird again. Yeah. So I'm with yeah. you on that. It's hard. It's, like, hard and it feels weird. And, like, the last time that I remember being, like, uh, that I can point to and say that it was like an established period of normalcy is probably like 2018, where it was like things mm. were very consistent for a long stretch of time. Now we're like getting slowly but surely getting back to that, mm-hmm. you know, where I'm like, oh, I'm settling back into something that I think looks like what my normal life is going to look like for the next while. Yeah. But 
I'm with you. It's fucked up. But that all that to say, my perception of time with this whole skydiving thing is so fucked. <laughs> yes, it is. It, uh, yeah, it doesn't feel like it's been a year since we anticipated doing it and got canceled. And then, so anyway, we make it. We make it to this day. We finally organize the five of us that are going, which is a lot because we have somebody coming down from New I'll York people to come skydive with us. People are coming from out of town to do this, okay? And we are going out of town to do this. We were going to Shenandoah. And we have a beautiful day on Sunday. Everybody's so excited. Uh, and then we drive all the way out there. And then they were like, um, we've been on a wind hold, wind hold for three hours. And like, we were going to call you like two hours ago, but you know, things just got kind of like crazy around here and just slipped our minds. And I was like, well, that would have been super helpful considering we just drove here for two hours. It would have been really nice to know that we were maybe not going to get to go up today. So we wait around for 45 minutes and then they were like, no, that's it. We're calling it. And do you want to know why? Do you want to know why folks? Because of nine mile per hour winds. Yep. Too windy. So we couldn't go again. Um, I was very frustrated. I had a moment of, uh, I had a moment like you ever do this when you're like going through you when you're upset and you can also like somehow step outside of yourself and be like be watching your own behavior uh-huh. while you're upset. And I haven't really done that recently because I don't think I've had anything that's upset me like this or like in a while. Yeah, and I was going to say I've only in the seven years I've known you, I've probably seen you get extremely upset, like mad or like frustrated, probably like uh, less than a handful of times yeah yeah i don't really like let something like that but i have to say all of the factors of like i had scheduled this not only once but twice i've like now put in a lot of time waiting a lot of anticipation right i've also we've also like done a lot of organizing and it was everything was out it was out of my control like the thing that ha it happened it felt like it happened to me you know and uh -huh. i can usually like reckon with things a little bit easier if i uh um like we talked about yesterday like if i'm actively participating in it more than just like a longing for something to happen if i'm like making steps to make something happen for me or you know like putting i don't know whatever it mm -hmm. I, I was super let down the other day and my reaction to this was to like i i like shut down when i get something when something like that really upsets me i'm like nope can't talk about it don't want to talk about it yeah. actually cannot even address it right now i need to deal with this like really privately for a moment please and like i can't talk to the people that are involved or anything that's like involved in the situation but i do want a separate outside sounding board that's like my instinct it will be like do i call a friend do i call my mom i I'm calling my mom constantly to like have her like help me. It, it's this is not a good. This is a pattern that I'm trying to correct. But like, I will have her uh, like tell almost tell me how to feel or like validate my feelings before I've even had a minute to process them. Sure. I'm like somebody help me figure this out because I I'm overwhelmed. My sense I'm on overload right now. Just feeling angry, upset, and sad, and disappointed, and blah right. blah blah. So. Well, I think that self-validation is, is really important, right? Like totally. to immediately yes. make sure you're validating your feelings so that you can get yeah. to the next step, which is like identifying why am I feeling this? Right. And what is like yes. the core need that's being threatened, you know, because until you validate, like, I think that like, 
Yes. This idea of validating feelings like needs to just be number one, right? Like, like we need to instantly be validating our own feelings because the fact that we're feeling them gives them validity, right? Like right. whether or not the circumstances, whether or not we're perceiving the circumstances correctly or not, that's making us feel that way. We're still feeling that way, right? And like that totally. needs to get addressed and validated off the bat by ourselves before. So then we can really get to figuring out what's going on because like, I know you and I both like very early on were, were huge armchair expert fans. And I know they talk mm -hmm. a lot about like, and they really illuminated this point for me. And this is something that like, you know, since probably like 2018, when I started listening to that show, I've been like super akin to is mm. like, when I get upset about something, what am I actually upset about? Because the, the chances are I'm like not really upset about um, the surface level thing that's happening. There's some kind of threat to yes. me that's happening yes. beneath that, right? Exactly, like, exactly. Um, yeah, and 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 that's a that's that's a tricky thing. But your feelings, your the feelings itself, like you know, they're they're always valid. They're always right. valid. Right. Well, and that's oh, I'm so glad you said that point because I did really have to say to myself like this is, it's fine. You are allowed to be upset about this. Like it's, and anybody like, I think anybody would be disappointed if they had like looked forward to something and it was canceled on them. But the, I was like, the thing that's making you upset is that you had no control over the situation. You feel at a loss of control right now, number one. And number two, um, you're also looking for something or someone to blame and there's no blame to place like the weather, the weather happened. So that there's, I can't be like, yep. And this thing X, Y, Z went wrong or so-and-so did this or, and I start to feel like, because I didn't do something that I've also like said to plenty of people that I'm going to do. If I can't hold that, I can't, if I can't like hold myself to that, I start to feel like, I, I don't know. I start to blame myself. So a lot of things were happening, but anyway, I had to really like take my time and process that. And, uh, now I feel like fine about it, but do you have a rescheduled date? No, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do. It's just like, it's hard to coordinate all those people. Sure. It's the end of the season because it sure. starts getting too cold <clears throat> and, um, uh, maybe we just need to look for another place to do it instead of that place because now sure. we've gotten canceled on twice. And so maybe the third time will be the charm somewhere else. So anyway, we're looking for options. But I just want to give everybody an update on my skydiving and also. It's been almost a, a year quick, of saga. A little so. true. And just a realization that I had had. It was a moment where I really did step outside of myself and watch myself get upset about something and have to give myself the grace to move through it and hopefully learn from my <laughs> I don't know, hopefully learn from that, at least like by being observant, you know? Well, right. And like, also you want to talk about like feeling core needs threatened. Like you did everything possible that you could, you did everything right. And it was nature, you know, which is like kind of the ultimate problem we're all grappling with through yeah. life. Right. Oh which God. is that like, no matter what we do, you can like live a perfect life. You can wake up and run a fucking marathon and only eat green shit and like never like touch a cigarette to your lips. And you can still, by the trick of fate and nature, like get fucked and like <laughs> die at like, you know, 22 or whatever. Like right. you can get, dude, like, you, you know, you could be, I think this is like a famous like Kanye quote, but he's like, you know, people can like walk out of the door of getting cured from cancer and get hit by a car. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like life, 
life is so fickle in that way. Yes. And like I, you did truly experience like the powerlessness of being human on a micro level, you know, which is like, <laughs> you want to do this big epic thing. Well, it's like, well, nature literally has different plans for you. That's so wild that you actually phrase it that way. That really resonates because in a, in a very micro way, that is like what, that's the, it was reopening the trauma of like the past year, which is like, I have all of these plans and something said no. Yeah. Nature said no. Yeah. Nature said no. Oh, wow. Mm, That's, I hadn't really considered that that might be just like. Well, this is something you haven't considered, you know, like something that you're like, oh, well, I hadn't considered that nature can fuck me in another way, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, um, which, uh, you know, not Especially, to get all. Well, uh, last year, like it was a cloudy day, like it was, we kind of knew this year. I don't know any folks, if you remember Sunday, September 26th, you were probably having a gorgeous blue sky. It was one of the best days of the whole year. I played a party those- outside. It was like one of the best days of the whole year. Right. So, yeah, everything can be sunny, but and nice, but it might not be that way. And also, like, think about perception. I was going to say, think about perception, too. You know, like, like (laughs) how much are you really perceiving nine mile an hour winds on the ground versus nine, what nine miles an hour winds are when you get up to a certain altitude, you know? Right. And the effect that that has on your body and like the weightlessness as you're being like thrown down to the earth, you know, nine miles an hour on the ground, it's like, Oh, my hair might blow a little bit, but if when you're a little bead Mm -hmm. dropping through the fucking stratosphere, like that might whip you all over (laughs) the place, you know, through the sky. Yeah. They did say that like the, the threshold for wind for like a really experienced skydiver is 15 miles an hour. So it made sense ultimately that they weren't going to like take newbies up at nine. Like, of course not. However, yeah, they're like, these motherfuckers are going to be shaking enough. <laughs> yeah, we don't so need anyway. the wind blowing them around. <clears throat> so that's that. Wishful, hopeful that it will happen again. Uh, but yeah, lessons learned along the way for sure. Lessons learned along the way. Uh, speaking of like major life events, things going on, return to normalcy, X, Y, Z, we're going to concerts, folks. Harrison like and I a have, motherfucker. we have lineups and we'd like to share because it's pretty much all we talk about. And we it's also all talk I like about, pretty much give a shit about right now. <laughs> and oh we my. also talked about the, I wish we would have dived into it a little bit more with Andre, but honestly, we'll have to have him back and I can't wait to hang out. Yeah. I mean, I swear to God, like I forgot how much I love talking to Andre. Like Andre is somebody who like, I've done a handful of shows with Andre now and Mm -hmm. he's somebody who like, I don't, I always have somehow found myself. I forget. I end up in like long conversation with him about stuff Mm. because you know, he's a lot of interest. He's lived a lot of life and Mm -hmm. he has a rich inner life, which I, you know, yes find to be those are the kind of people I really like I like people who like you know have have a lot going on internally that we don't might not not necessarily um see all of out on the surface that makes sense yes totally well right like I was completely shocked to hear him say that he was like feeling nervous or like not just not confident that he had the the skills to like step up and play Emmett and I'm thinking when I see him post about that casting I'm like oh right knowing Andre like this of course, like these personalities do match up. Like he would be so excellent in that role. And I'm sure that he is. And, um, but I also understood exactly the point that he was making that like, when you're told something about yourself for so long, you just start to internalize that and believe that, but he doesn't ever exude that sort of like 
I don't know, he just exudes confidence, curiosity, playfulness to me. Um, and so I didn't, I don't know. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was very cool to like hear, you know, about how he navigates through insecurities and all of the inner turmoil that all of us do. Yeah. yeah I was gonna say, I, I think it's important it to hear too, you know, because Andre to me has always been someone who like is so confident and, yes. and seems to have such a grasp on their abilities and their ability to, to learn and to rise power. to the moment, you know, yes. like, like I said, like with the, the whole, you know, we talked it about briefly about superstar, but like, right. you know, to be able to like at the drop of a hat, pick up any skill set and execute it at an, at an expert level, like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's an immense talent. And I'm happy you spoke yeah. on that because, you know, I deal a lot with like, um, you know, struggling with how I'm perceived versus like mm -hmm. how I would like to be perceived, especially in the realm of like performance and casting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's important to hear because I think a lot of people deal with it. I think a lot, a lot of people deal with it. You know, I have friends who like yeah. are, um, you know, are stressed out constantly because they're like, oh, I, the only reason I'm like, I'm not seen as like being the, the big tough lead guy. So I got to go to the gym for 10 hours a day. You know, like I know mm -hmm. people like that, like this, that stuff is hard and it's complicated yeah. and it, and it hurts sometimes. Yes. So yeah. I'm happy that. Um, when the moment came that those voices were able to be quieted to allow, you know, yes. the the thing to happen, the vessel to be accessed. I agree. I agree. And all of this to say, I want to talk more to him about music specifically because he has such a wide, like, taste in music. And also clearly it, like, means a lot to him. And we we talked a little bit about people. But when music anyway, means so much to the two of us, I mean, exactly. You know, right, I don't think right. people really realize I don't know if we talk. I mean, we talk and the medium we end up talking about the most on this show usually is like theater, obviously. But like, um, but I think last week, we we talked about music a bit. Yeah, we did talk we've about been, music. We've a been bit. getting we've been getting pretty musical because it just it's is the way exciting. It's, going. it's yeah, it's been an exciting time. Okay. Right. When time stops, how do you color the time? Right? Like when time stops, how do that's you color the time? That's what you said yesterday. Time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's what you said in the interview. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell the people about you had your first concert back. I've been to three now, but tell the people about yours. I went to Tame Impala on Thursday Ugh. night. Second time I've seen them. You've been waiting yep. for them for a long I've time. I've been waiting. I, they are a band that, that means a lot to me um, because they like came across my plate at a time when I was having a hard time in my life, in my personal mm -hmm. life, in like 2015 probably I think that was. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in a lot of inner turmoil as you, you might remember, Meg. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, that album is so fuck Currents is like so fucking... Uh, synonymous with that time and I'd seen them in 2019 at the anthem and I was and I like sobbed through it it was like beautiful amazing and I remember leaving the show being like oh every single time tame tours like I will pay any amount of money hmm. to make sure that it's so so I saw them at Capital One which is a huge venue compared yeah. to the last time I saw them at Anthem at the Anthem right yeah oh my gosh like three um, times the size three times the size pretty much and their show was there were elements that were very similar which was really cool but everything was just a bit bigger mm. um and i mean yeah i mean just unbelievable i don't really know what else to say other than like if you have the opportunity if you live in one of the major american cities where they like so happen to tour because 
the, uh, you know, Kate, Kevin Parker is such like a weird guy, and he's from Washington. Mm -hmm. He lives in Australia, so he only comes over here like once every, once in a blue moon, and they only do like the big cities. Mm -hmm. But if you have the opportunity or you're within driving distance or, you know, you like the band and you want to see them, like I can tell you having seen them twice and uh, having talked to a lot of people in the crowd that night because, you mm. know, when you're in the pit, like especially yeah. with that many people, like there's so a downtime, you're gabbing, like blah, blah, blah. So, you know, most of the people that I had talked to, this was their second, third, fourth time seeing the band. And so I think they do create this kind of culture around them, this mm. kind of like almost Grateful Dead-ish Ooh. culture where people go and like yeah i mean it's fun as hell it's like you know people are dancing people are definitely on drugs like people yeah. are um uh getting emotional you know obviously the, the music means a lot to people um to hear it to hear this like big dreamy spacey music in an arena where it's like reverbing off of everything and on sounds right. even more fucked up and spacey is so cool yeah um yeah and then me and you are going to to see you know former friend of the pod Sammy Ray and the Friends this weekend. This week. This weekend, yeah. Oh, you're yeah, seeing her twice. Sure. Okay, your turn, your turn. Okay, so I saw <clears throat> Kesha and Betty Who. Looked like an amazing concert. show. Uh, all of the pictures of everybody covered in glitter. Everybody looked hot. Everybody looked like they were yeah. having fun. It was, yeah. it was like... Yeah, that's a Kesha concert. It was a, it was a great way to kick off the to kick <laughs> off the concert season for sure. And then the next night, I went to Lake Street Dive, which is I one of the I best forgot concerts. About that, it's one of my best concerts ever, actually, because she, Rachel Price, sounds like it sounds like I put on the record player and she was just singing straight out of the record player. Oh, we like, talked about this when when is, you came over that night, right? Yes. yes okay. 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 Now I'm so, remembering. Like, I'm like, I knew this. On the pitch, it is incredible how and was hypotheticals to... that's like my favorite song i mean i know it's it like their so big good. hit but that is like yeah. Yeah. that song is sick <laughs> they played a lot of good like new stuff they played so many of the old faves we were on the lawn at wolf trap it was beautiful did you byob then... that's the best way to do yeah. Wolf trap yeah yeah we did we did and then i also saw which is not exactly a concert but i saw wicked on broadway and I loved it. Cried my little eyes out, and it was so magical. Dude, Ugh, Taylor I... fucking saw American Utopia the night that we went to. He just goes, dude, yeah, oh. I was geeking, because he didn't really know. <laughs> David and, Bird, it's so, and so good. He if you texts, haven't seen it, yeah, you watch can it. watch it. You, you can watch it. It's on HBO. You gotta watch it. It is... Unreal. It really is unreal. And he texted me, I'm like, right before Tame, I'm like standing online at Capital One. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I just like, I tried to get tickets to Wicked, but I couldn't get tickets. That's why this reminded me. He goes, I tried, I couldn't get tickets to Wicked, but uh, I'm going to see this show, American Utopia or whatever. And me and John are literally like, actually, we're trying to leave Tame Impala. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, um, that's funny. Was it, and Wicked, beautiful, magical, tears. Absolutely. Yeah. And like. Yeah, it was just, it was cool. Haven't been in like in a theater seeing a musical. I've seen a play, but I haven't seen a musical yet. And uh, yeah, nothing like it. Favorite thing in the world, gotta say. Just absolutely love it. Who else is on the roster? Who's coming down the pipe? Tell me the next like, okay. give me the so, next like four. Because okay. I know you, everybody's got a lot. Me and you have been going lot. crazy. I, every time, yeah. I'll just say there was like a three or four week period where every time someone announced the tour, I just spent money and bought tickets to the tour. Yeah, I'm still in that phase, unfortunately. It's not going great, but it's I fine. Know. I got a lot of good stuff. It's good stuff. It's all good stuff. So this week, actually, the day this podcast drops, I will be in Nashville watching Harry Styles 
Then on Friday, I'm seeing Sammy Ray. And then on Saturday, we're seeing Sammy Ray together. Kate also said the Harry Styles tour was fucking amazing. She went to the DC day and said it was it was excellent. Don't you love him? I just love him. That album, Fine Line, is such a good album. It's, a hitter. It's yeah, yeah. It's a no skip album for me for sure. Um, and then uh, I'm seeing John Mulaney and the Jonas Brothers in October. Now that's so, a good run. John Mulaney right into Joe Bros. Yeah. yeah Where are you seeing stuff. Jonas Brothers? Uh, Jiffy Loop. Ah. Uh, yeah, it's fine. What's coming up for you? So I'm going to Sammy Ray on Saturday. I'm going to. I'm trying to remember what's next. I think uh, I'm going to see Eve Toomer, who's like this kind of psychedelic glam rock act. Cool. That um, has you know gotten a lot of like press over the last couple of years, and they're playing at Union. Like they're a band that like plays oh. plays good stages Union at stage? like yeah. I've never actually been there. Oh, it's the sick! It, it's really cool. It's like, um, have you ever been to Black Cat? Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a. There's an upstairs area that's like a bar restaurant, and then you go downstairs, cool. and it's basically like there's a Black Cat underneath it. It's about the same size as Black Cat. Cool. Um, it's cool. I'm very excited about that. I, uh, when I saw that that he was playing there, or they were playing there. That they. Uh, I told Johnny, and Johnny was like, "If we don't buy tickets to that, we're crazy people." Like he, mm. he like plays festivals with that band, mm. um, oh, like that's, on big well, stages, and so I'm stoked about that. And then I'm seeing Thundercat, which I'm like beyond excited about because another album, Drunk, mm-hmm. an album by Thundercat, meant uh, like was a really important album to me. That was a weird album because that was like I would listen to that to like feel weird and like a little kid before Charlie Brown. So like that whole summer, mm. that's like I rolled around listening to that mm. like all the time because it's so weird and childish and like it sounds like um to me it always sounds like it sounds like digging around in like the dirt and like picking worms mm. up and like looking at them and like yeah. <laughs> I, I, the okay, whole, that's bored. a really weird album. If you if you like to listen if you like like funky like soul and uh it's a little jazz influence. That shit is really cool. Thundercat, Drunk, great album. Um, and then after that, I don't know who's next. Um, the Oh, I'm going to see Beach Bunny, which is a band that I'm not really yeah. particularly familiar with, but I'm very excited to see because everybody was in, in my apartment was very excited and was like, you're coming. I was like, all right, cool. Right. I'm all just prepping for my big week in March, though, when I do Tyler and Brockhampton. I mean, that is going to be like serious. And we were talking about maybe last night we were saying like, or maybe before we hopped on here that like when you're in like a highly social, like really adrenaline heightened environment, uh, it does take a while to recover from that. Well, and it distorts your perception of reality too, even, mm -hmm. you know, I mean like, you know, in parody and satire, uh, we did drugs at that show and I, and I couldn't tell you if they fucking worked or not, Mm -hmm. you know, like, because it was such a, it's already such a weird heightened experience that's so foreign. You're like, I don't fucking know. All the senses are heightened. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Already. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting adjustment. Well, everybody, I hope that you all get out there and go see some live music. There's amazing tours on the road right now. Like there are some fucking amazing tours that are going out too in the, Mm -hmm. in the, in the new year. Like that Casey tour, I'm sure is going to be unbelievable. That Dua Dua. tour is going to be amazing. I'm going to both. So meet me there, everybody. Yeah. I need to get my Casey ticket. 
to watch people like just dance it i it makes me emotional to see people yeah. just like move like to move and it just i i, I don't know when i was so, like spontaneous and like free i'm like wow people would like need this and so i hope that you all get out there and do it and the other thing that's really special about it I think about concerts is that, you know, music is such a singular and personal experience so often, right? Like we listen to yeah. the songs that we listen to. We feel spoken to by the artists we're spoken to. We can't describe the feeling that listening to these songs gives us, right? And then you get it and, and like, you know, um, like take Tate and Paula for an example. Like I, you know, there's so much meaning and so much weight personally for me attached to these songs. And then mm -hmm. to walk into a space where there's literally thousands of other people who have yeah. the same but different attachment to that music. Like, yeah. you want to talk about, like, feeling, like, spiritual and, like, not alone in the universe like Ugh. like watch somebody mouth with tears in their eyes one of your favorite songs that you think is specifically means this thing to you about this yeah. incident with this person who the person next to you has never met doesn't know anything about doesn't know anything about your life doesn't know about the situation that like makes you think about this song and yet yeah. they're having their own like complete experience because they're thinking about Ugh. their the reason that that you know music yeah. affects them and like yeah, I mean, that is the good shit. Like It that. really, <laughs> truly is. Yeah, yeah. So I cry get at out every there, concert I go to show. also. I get no, so overwhelmed. Yes, yeah. I'm, I welcome it. I welcome the tears. I'm like, please, mm -hmm. like, uh, open access there. Yeah, it's always yeah. funny when I'm, like, at Tyler crying and, and there's just, like, people, like, punch, like, punching each other in the face or whatever next to you. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's so beautiful. And people are like, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy oh boy yeah. oh boy good stuff good um, stuff it's pretty much it i think, I that, think we should, that covers it we should plug it speaking of music you should please listen to send this to your crush debut album from baseball hat which you can stream it you can purchase it on Bandcamp. you get a nice little digital booklet if you do that which is a very fun treat i've really enjoyed that signed and by me designed by me if you if you're exactly. interested if you're interested if you're nasty <laughs> and uh you can follow and you can me get that at send this to your crush.com you, you can, can find it wherever you would like to listen or buy it yes indeed and you can follow me on the internet at meg bun follow me at double h double a double r double i double s double o double n um on all of the social platforms um go follow mind sugar on twitch we've been streaming like and now pretty consistently every week so i can comfortably say if you'd like to watch some live streams we're doing that and then most importantly though you can follow this show at good to see you pod on twitter on instagram or you can go to good to see you pod.com find your podcast provider you can rate us five stars on apple if you'd like if you're um, nasty if you're nasty some might say and we will be back When's our next episode? Our next episode is on October the 13th. Ooh, spooky. We'll be deep that in it. That shit's spooky. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I can't wait for that. Yeah. We'll see you then. We'll see you then. Meg, it was good to see you. Good to see you. Bye. It's good to see you.